0: Hello, 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 everybody. Thank you so much for tuning into the podcast. This episode of the pod is brought to you by absolutely nobody, but maybe one day. Uh, this is the first official episode. I know I shot one last week, but that was about uh, basically setting it up, um, setting up the Apple Music, Spotify, Google Play, all that kind of stuff. Um, so this is the first official episode, and it will be about my near-death experience in Lakshadweep, India. So the reason I wanted to start this podcast, were, well, a couple of reasons first of all um i wanted to just talk to some interesting people about some interesting topics and i think it'll be a really fun way to do it through a podcast so i'll be interviewing a bunch of people um online and then secondly it's because i wanted to step out of my comfort zone so i've wanted to do this for quite a while now um and there's nothing like stepping out of your comfort zone in order to grow a little bit. So it's something that I've always wanted to do. And I think, um, you know, a lot of you guys should try that as well. If there's something you're not comfortable with, like try it a few times just to see if you can do it. Like even if this podcast doesn't do too well or whatever, um, you know, I still have that experience of putting everything together, cutting the footage, cutting the audio, whatever. Um, So also you have to know if you're only listening to this on uh, the podcasts. podcast, I'm also gonna be cutting up YouTube videos for every single pod. So basically, not just so I'm talking to the camera like this, but also you'll have you know some footage and some, some visuals to go along with the stories that I'm telling or whoever I'm speaking to, whatever. Um, the way that I chose this topic was I put out a little poll on my Instagram and basically I just said, what do you guys wanna hear about um, on the podcast, on the first podcast? And a lot of you guys said my trip to India, which was incredible. And i was like all right let's do it but then a few of you also mentioned my near-death experience in india so i know i was posting about it when i was there but basically yeah i almost almost died scuba diving um so i'm going to talk about that so let's get into it first of all i want to backtrack a little and talk about travel xp so i've been working with them for since 2015 now a lot of you guys know me from travel xp um the way that they work is initially when you're going to shoot a show they pick a country then they start contacting the tourism board of that country, and then restaurants, uh, interesting places, uh, you know, fun activities, things to do in that country or in that specific city, um, you know, or in order to actually shoot the show. Once they have that kind of outline, then they pick which host they think would suit that shoot best. So for me, they tend to pick me for the more. Um, the more active stuff, right? So like the bungee jumping, the skydiving, um, you know, getting on a motorcycle and going off a jump, like canyoning, um, you know, cliff jumping, that sort of thing. I love to do it. I'm an adrenaline junkie. That's something that I just, I love to do. So they called me up. They were like, we have this amazing shoot in Lakshadweep, India. Would you want to do it? I was like, where's Lakshadweep, India? First of all, we'll get into it. But, um, you know, what is it? I've always wanted to go to India. And I was like, sure, let's do it. I packed a bag. And um, I left like the fall, like in a week, week and a half, whatever time they gave me there. Um, so let's talk about Lakshadweep for a second. A lot of you guys don't know it. I didn't know it when I first heard about it. But basically, it is in the south of India, and it's thirty-six islands that are mostly uninhabited. So nobody lives in most in the majority of the islands. Some of them that do have people living there, uh, the population is you know fairly fairly low. So. The best way to describe Lakshadweep, I would say, is like if you are from North America and you you know you've been to the Caribbean a whole bunch, so Cuba, Dominican Republic, Costa Rica, Jamaica. I would say it's kind of like those places, except with significantly less pollution, right? Lakshadweep is almost untouched. A lot of the islands, no one's ever you know been to even, and it's just like an incredible place. Like you're never ever gonna find like um, a used cup on in the sand on a beach in Lakshadweep as you would, you know, Cuba, Dominican, whatever, all those places. Um, so basically, they're like, okay, you have to come shoot this thing, um, you know, in Lakshadweep And I had a very uh, quick timeline to get there. So I hop onto a flight in Toronto. By the way, side note, everybody from Toronto says Toronto, Toronto, as opposed to Toronto. So I noticed myself saying it on camera sometimes. Um, I'm from Toronto, so it's Toronto. Um but anyway so I hop on I hop on a plane from Toronto to Mumbai. So from there you have to go onto another plane from for about 2 hours and then you finally hit the island of kavarati which is like the main takeoff island. Cavarati has a small population it's like just over I think it's just close to 12,000 now. Um so small island but from there you basically it's like a jumping point for the rest of the islands. So it's a jumping point to, I went to 12 different islands. So you can either get onto a boat and, um, you know, travel for eight hours sometimes, sometimes six, eight hours, whatever. Or I was lucky enough to have, have a helicopter because we were sh- filming the show. So we, you know, get on the chopper and it takes like 30 minutes, 45 minutes and you're on a new island every time. It was incredible. Um, so I get to the first island off of Cavarati, I think it was Agati. And uh, th- I get there, and they're like, okay, let's shoot the first scuba diving episode. And I was like, okay, like I just got here. I'm t- obviously jet lagged from my, you know, really long trip from Canada. Um, but okay, let's do it. I'm down 100%. So we go off in the boat, and just so you guys know, I've never scuba dived before, ever at all. Uh, like the mouthpiece, I remember trying on the mouthpiece and the tube. It just feels it felt kind of uncomfortable for me at first i was like almost a bit claustrophobic got a little bit of a gag reflex but i was like all right i'm going to do this for sure regardless so when you first initially go you can't go down more than 10 meters without a scuba diving or with a scuba diving instructor and you can't go lower than 10 meters period so the first time we go go down 10 meters it's honestly an incredible time and once again like i can't stress enough how beautiful Lakshadweep really is like the water is so clear you can almost see like 15 20 meters ahead of you maybe even more honestly extremely clear water the sand just nice beautiful white sand it just seems untouched like all of the fish and the aquatic wildlife you see down there is just like insane and they all i don't know all, all of this wild aquatic life just seems to be um I don't know. Just clean. It's, it's a weird, it's, it's, it's strange being over there because even in, um, you know, anywhere in the Caribbean, you'll never find, uh, you know, you'll never find sort of animals like that. Anyways. So the first time I go down, it's incredible. We're seeing everything. Um, and you know, we're, we're taking some of this GoPro footage that I'm putting into this right now. And once again, everything's the water's clear. It's beautiful. So then I come up, um, I talk about it and I was like, okay, this is awesome. Uh, let's do it again. So the second time we were supposed to go scuba diving the next day. So we go and the, the, the instructor said he wanted to do an open sea dive. So an open sea dive is completely different from, you know, diving close to the islands because it's on the other side of the sea wall. And that's where the water is just, uh, you know, there's a, it's a free for all out there. So we got on the boat. We come all the way out. It's like a 15, 20-minute boat ride to get to the seawall. And then when we get there, the instructor's like, you know what, the water's probably a bit too rough for us to go on that side. Um, It was a little bit windy. He's like, you know, there could be a current underneath. He was saying all this stuff, and he's like, so let's just do it on the inside of the seawall. Meanwhile, I'm like, okay, so this is just going to be exactly the same thing as the first time we shot. So I was like, whatever. Um, So I go down there. It is a little bit more beautiful because it's a little bit further out. So, you know... um, it was it was very nice you know you see i remember seeing this one fish there and i've posted a photo and a video of it actually and this fish was like just a a bright yellow fish and apparently it was poisonous i had no idea but um the guy was telling me not to touch it he's like he's like don't touch this fish don't touch this fish but i was like following it for a little while and then finally i just i let it go um and it was really interesting down there too You'll you'll see a lot of different fish but then we came back up and I was like, man, did you guys get enough shots? Like, did you guys get enough good quality underwater, um, wild sea life shots? And then the director's like, not like, I don't think so. I, I really don't think so. And then same thing with the instructor. The instructor was like, you know, it's way better on the other side in the open water. So I'm like, okay, amazing. You know what? Let's do it. Let's just do it. So I basically convinced him to do it. I said, I'm not going to go down further than 10 meters. Um... And, uh, so we go, we finally go on to the other side and it's a completely different world on the opposite side of that seawall. You're just down there. You're seeing like these electric eels kind of popping their heads out of rocks, you know, an electric eel just pops its head out. It's like, you know what? And the, the, the eel's just looking at you being like, man, why are you, who, who do you guys think you are? Like, this is my neighbor. This is my hood. You know, what do you, what do you guys think you're doing here? You know, that's how the electric eel was looking. And honestly, I don't know, like, how much electricity does an electric eel have? Do you know? Probably not. I didn't know either. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to kind of stay away from this eel over here. We'll see what happens. Um, going down there, you're seeing stingrays all over the place. And, like, I don't know, do stingrays sting. Anyways, I was, all of these things are going through my head. But one thing I have to mention here is that when I started going down, I felt some sort of blockage in my mouthpiece, or maybe it was in my tube, and it was like it was fine. I could breathe, like my breathing was fine, but it wasn't. It wasn't 100% perfect. So I knew I probably should have talked to somebody about this before I went down. But I was like, ah, oh, whatever, it'll be fine. And um, so I keep going down. It's getting a little bit, little bit harder to breathe. And then I remember so vividly. This is again so aquatic wildlife, incredible. I see like almost a stick floating in the water. I'm like, what is this? And then I look I look at the stick and I try to grab it. And as I'm going down, I kind of go under this rock and boom, lobsters. There was like two or three massive lobsters just down there with their tentacles. And they're just like, they're coming at you a little bit, coming out, coming back in. Because I guess you're on their turf as well. You're like, uh, they're like, man, don't don't be coming on our turf. Um, That's just what it seemed like to me. And apparently lobsters bite, which I I didn't really know that they could you know they could actually hurt you, but apparently they can. So I'm looking at these lobsters. We're getting really close to them, like I'm putting my face really close to them, and um, yeah, they were, it was incredible. It was incredible. But then we keep going down. So at this point, I look over it, and we're like 20, 20 met, 25 meters deep, is what I'm thinking. And then both of the instructors. One of them went to go shoot some fish and then the other one went to shoot two bigger fish which I saw for a second and then which he later tells me that they're actually sharks. And I was like I was like, What do you mean sharks? I was like, What do you mean sharks? Like the, the friendly sharks? And he's like, What do you mean friendly sharks? Like, no, these are these are sharks. Um, and it once again, like I have no idea. I had no idea that there were actual sharks, like right around that that little little world underwater neighborhood. Um, but I was like, okay, well, it is what it is. So both of them are gone, and then out of nowhere, my mouthpiece just starts like actually acting up. It was either my mouthpiece or my tube. It starts like really acting up, and I I just stopped being able to get a full full breath at all. So I'm literally like, the best way to explain it is basically if you were to breathe through a straw. So if you put a straw in your mouth and like that's all the air you can get. I just remember being down there and being like. <sighs> and i'm you know and then the panic starts setting in and you're like oh my god like what what is happening i'm literally alone down here i'm isolated the instructors are both gone and i literally cannot get a breath of of air and um man that must have been going on for like i don't know 3 4 minutes i couldn't get a solid breath of air 3 4 minutes just struggling just <sighs> Oh my God. And, um, whew. And, uh, and then I'm just looking down. I had this moment. I had this one moment where I'm looking down at this corral. I'm like trying to breathe, trying to figure, and I did everything right. And I'm looking up and I was later told that I was actually 35 meters deep. So not 25, not 20, not 15. I was 35 meters deep. And I'm looking up and you can obviously, you can't see the top of the water when you're that deep. It was getting dark down there. And I was like, oh, my goodness. I am literally alone right now at the bottom of the Indian Ocean. And I am like the Arabian Sea. And I am like, I literally might die. Like this thought was going through my head. And then um, and then these thoughts start to get going into your brain. So you're like, oh, my God. Like, what is my mom going to think? What is my dad going to think? what are my friends going to think? You know, my mom's going to be so pissed. (laughs) Like my dad's going to be so pissed that I'm just, you know, that their son passed away or, you know, I don't even want to say that, but that, that happened like in the middle of nowhere, by the way, um, no cell reception, no service over there whatsoever. And you're just in the middle of nowhere, just like, and then, and then all my friends were worried initially when I went there and some hilarious text messages came out afterwards. They were all they were all so worried, but I was literally down there, and I'm like, oh my! All these thoughts are running through your head in in a second, and then um, and then I was like, okay, there's I can only do one thing. I was getting like fainty, starting to get a little bit more like lightheaded. My head was starting to hurt, just the lack of oxygen, I guess. And then um, I was like, I'm gonna try, like I'm literally just gonna sc- try screaming underwater, so it probably sounded like. Mm! i don't know if you've ever tried to scream underwater but that's what it sounds like it's like mm, mm. i did it like three or four times and i was like almost honestly almost passing out and out of nowhere i looked to my left and one of the instructors is flying at me like he was a dolphin or like like a shark or something this guy just just, just through the wa- through the water finally gets me. I see him. I'm like, so happy to see him. He's like, what's, what's wrong? You can't breathe. I'm like, "Mm, I can't breathe. I can't remember the the signs. But I was like, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. And then he, um, I don't know what he did. And it's honestly like kind of blurry for me at this point because I was just so, there was just so much panic and anxiety in that one moment that I was like, I, you just can't get a breath of fresh air and, like you don't know what's gonna happen. And then finally he did something. I, I remember him changing either my mouthpiece or he changed my mouthpiece or my um, or a part of my tube or something. And then finally I got it and I took this deep, deep breath of fresh air. Still wasn't amazing. It wasn't amazing by any means, but it was like like finally got one deep breath and I was like, oh my goodness. I I've I've honestly never had never had a better a better breath than that. And then slowly but surely we're going up, up and ascending. Oh, by the way, you can't go up when you're 35 meters deep very quickly because of the pressure, right? So, and I tried everything. So you try to equalize, you try to you know, breathe through your nose, equalize your ears, and you, you can ascend only, for beginners they say you can only ascend two to three. Um, in two to three minutes you can ascend one meter. So, and that's for beginners, which I obviously, I'm a, I'm a beginner, this is my third time. long story short we finally end up getting to the top really slowly and i take off my mask and my nose is just gushing blood just absolutely gushing blood there's a little little pile of blood underneath me on the water um because i guess of the pressure and just the lack of oxygen i guess and um it wasn't over there i was just bleeding for like 10-15 minutes out of my nose when i came when i came up and it was just um Just an insane, insane experience. I ended up shooting later that day also. But that's because I'm a trooper. (laughs) And it is what it is. But um, that was the closest I've ever come to dying. Um, And yeah, that's the story. So I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the podcast. I know it was a little dark maybe. But um, it's just really interesting. And I wanted to put some of that uh, viz on it as well. So if you guys have any questions, definitely... Let me know in the comments in the YouTube channel or on Instagram. Let me know if there's anything you want me to talk about or somebody who you want me to interview, either tag them or just send me a DM and let me know what you guys want to hear. Thank you so much, um, and I just hope everyone is staying safe. Have a good night, folks.